And I, when are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked. I'm not finished. By the way, Kamala. Yeah, you're finished. You just, you know what? You finished. It just hadn't hit you yet. But you're finished. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, boys and girls. Hi, Captain Don Morgan. How are you doing over there? Everything okay with you? All right, what you are you doing? typing away on over there? What's going on? Uh, I got the IH-10 bridge project over in Bernie. Postponed um, again. So uh, writing that story up. Are they closing it this weekend? Well, uh, the, here's the problem. Okay. Now, you may remember back in April, we, we announced that the uh, US-87 bridge that crosses I-10, they were going to tear that down yeah. and put up a new one. Right. So... We made this big stink about the whole thing. Oh, it's going to be closed down. And, and don't you know, go that way. Pe- people stocked up on canned goods yeah, and bread because... To- toilet you know, paper. Yeah, they didn't want to have to deal with it all. Right. And so uh, then, of course, some weather moved in and mm. we, they put both postponed. What happened? It, some, some rain came in, didn't it? Rain came yeah. in. I heard so something they, about that. It happened like two weekends in a row. They moved it to May and again, some, some rain came no, in. Oh, really? So it was supposed to be... This coming weekend, they were going to start tearing that down. Yeah. Now the problem is there are some some migratory birds (laughs) (laughs) made a nest. (laughs) Decided they like it there, you know. And now they got to call in. So now they the bird people, yeah. and they got to see. Okay, before we take that nest down, we got to make sure that it's not an endangered bird with an right. endangered nest. Yeah, <laughs> you got to love it. Um, just grab the nest and put it in the back of the truck and run it over there for three miles and put it, you know, in a tree and sure. start building your freaking thing. Come on, get on with the program. <laughs> what are you waiting on out there? You know. Sometimes a project is just snake bit, and it's best just to turn and walk away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I know a stretch of road that um, years ago they were uh, making it better by repaving it. Mm-hmm. And it was not bad. It was, oh, I'll tell you where it was. It's right out there on Shirts Parkway. And it wasn't bad. It really wasn't. But uh, they decided they were going to make it better by uh, repaving it, right? Uh, right. So what they did was they got rid of the asphalt and they put down concrete. Now, now concrete, when you pave concrete, you, pay, you use it in sections, right? Sure. Uh, you don't just do like a mile of concrete. No. You do little sections to make up a mile, right? Right. So what happens when you do that? You end up with a ka-chunk, 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 yeah. ka-chunk, up and like down. Like if you're driving across the bridges or whatever. Yes, exactly. Or across I-12 in Louisiana between yeah, here and, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? right? I do, right. Uh, so anyway, uh, now, that, and that was just a couple of years ago when they completed that project, and I was saying then, I was telling Nancy, I was telling everybody, because we would drive over it every once in a while, and... I was saying, you know what? It, it won't be, but this is what they call make work. This is what they call make work because it'll be less than two years or so that they're going to have to come back here and fix something. Right now, they're out there tearing it up so they can put some more concrete down. And then they'll come back in another two years and another two years and another two years. And somebody somewhere has just got to get smart eventually and say, we're not paying you. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> it's not working. We're not going to do this anymore. So, so the, the bridge project on I-10 between here and Bernie is not happening this weekend. Right. That's correct. Because of birds. Because of birds. Is it a golden cheek warbler? <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure of the species. <laughs> is it the snout-nosed fart dart? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I just wondered yeah. which one of these things it was. I'm gonna, I'll put my money on the fart dart. <laughs> 
It seems to be a popular species. <laughs> it is around here, the fart darter. Uh, yeah. just, I'm looking at one in the studio. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Speaking of <laughs> fart darters. <laughs> there is a reason that Chris gets his own room. You know that, right? Yeah, I know that. We yeah. used to be all in one room. Yeah. But, you know, the guy who ran the board, whoever that happened to be, well, Chris is the magician at that. The best in the business is right there, sitting right there in that room. This is true. You get no argument from me. No, and I I mean that sincerely all across the country. I mean, Mm -hmm. everywhere. Because I've worked with a lot of different guys. I do a lot of syndication, right? Fill in syndication. And this guy, he beats them all. And I hope those guys in the middle of the day realize what they have in you. I really do. Because he whips everybody's tail. And he's funny as hell. Right. You know? You're right, yeah. Uh, I know where the. It's the stuff he says in our headphones that when, when we're no. not on the air. Well, you know when I, when we were that's right when we were home he would text that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Right. No, I got the live version of it so, right here. Yeah, I, I have now figured out all those years that you and Rima had all that humor. I now figured out where most of that came from. Yeah, right, there. right over there, sitting right. That's the humor man. He's the good humor man. Cracking us up. <laughs> I mean, tell you right now, funny dude, man. Funny it, guy. It, it's a running commentary. With whatever else is going on. Uh, seriously. It's, it's, it's right there. Yeah. Did you see Elaine? She's here, too. I did see Elaine. And, and she's wearing boots. I said, what are you riding today? So <laughs> She's wearing riding boots. Oh. So, I thought maybe she's going square dancing after the show. Well, that could happen. Clogging. Yeah, clogging. Have you, you seen know, her clog? Some country line dancing, perhaps. <laughs> All right, so Elena B. Boots, Scootin' Boogie, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to hang out. That's my plan for the weekend. I have no plans for the weekend. Nothing. I may, I may uh, take a, a short ride to Austin. They're having the Republic of Texas motorcycle rally up there this oh, weekend. Oh, at the Coda. Yeah, yes, they moved it. Um, you know what's weird about that? This is this is a huge money maker for Austin. I don't want to bore anybody with this, but they'll bring about a half million motorcycles to Austin, right? right. And you see them everywhere. You'll see them here over the weekend. You'll hear them going up down the highway here, yeah. uh, and they're all over Austin. And and uh, and I, I've been there many many times. Well, they used to have it at the Travis County, uh, whatever it is out there. You know, the, like like we have the fairgrounds or whatever, right? Travis County Fairgrounds. And it's hot, and it's dusty, but the guys out there, they love it. They really do enjoy the Travis County Fairgrounds for this. Well, the people in Austin, then there's some, I'm pretty amazed at this, but there's liberals on their city council. Did you know that? There's liberals on their city council up there? I was told of that uh, several years ago. Yeah, and they want to get rid of the bikers, so they've been trying to for years. And a couple of years ago, we're doing tax preparation services out here at the Travis County Fairgrounds, so you guys have got to go somewhere else. And they had a vote before city council, and city council said, Hundred million dollars, come on, because that's what it brings into the community mm-hmm, sure. in two days. A hundred million dollars. It's really no surprise, right? You know, not to not to me anyway. Now, I'm telling you. Uh, and so, so anyway, uh, then we had the COVID year last year, and no, nothing went on. And this year, they came back to him and said, "Well, we're doing COVID shots out there, so you won't be able to go out there." They've done everything they can, and Dallas is up there going, "Please come here, yeah. please come here." Right. Please. It's a hundred million dollars. I'd bring it here. Sure. You know? It's a huge influx of cash. It is un well see That's every- like the entire municipal budget for many cities in this in this state. Oh uh, you know? A hundred million dollars? Tons. And, and and this is the perfect area because we have the hill country and we have all the little yeah. towns. You can get right. to Blukenbach and you can get to that's why they do it here. Right. You know, it, yeah. in Austin is because every the great writing is around here. You ride out to Oasis and have a drink and then you ride over here and you ride over there and you can go to Lukenbach and yeah. you know, Fredericksburg and squeeze some peaches. You know, all that stuff is you, you know and 
and and and people typically think of motorcyclists or bikers or Harley enthusiasts or whatever as these old uh, greasy long hair hell's angel hippies from the sixties, right? And right. they're broke and they're just running around raising hell. No, I'm sorry to tell you. Sorry to tell you, they're bankers and they're lawyers and uh, radio talk show hosts. Radio talk show hosts. <laughs> I'm not putting myself in the same category as a banker and a lawyer, though, when it comes to moolah. Right. But it's guys with some cash. So when they go sure. into an Austin, they hit Sixth Street and they'll drop a mm, ten, twelve thousand dollars in one night. Well, at Sixth Street. You know, this is one of these events. Uh, much like other motorcycle rallies around the country, where people wait all year for this. Oh, thing. big time! And so when they when it comes along, they're ready to go. They, they are set, they, man. They've got they've saved some money. Yeah, they're ready to drop that cash. That's right true. There, so. And and I have never been. Uh, and, and this is unbelievable because I've been riding since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm 57. <laughs> we had that conversation. Yeah, we, we? did. Uh, and I've never been to the Mecca of Mecca of Meccas when it comes to motorcycle rallies, and that's Sturgis. I've never been. Right. And so this year, I'm Head doing up. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, going. There's a motorcycle rally in New Hampshire, Laconia. Yes, Laconia, there is. There sure is. Yeah. I heard about it in probably early 80s at some point. My, yep. my friend's dad would, would go down to that quite often. And then one year, I decided maybe I'll go down, and I didn't get all the way Check in. Check it out. I, got, I, I was going along as a, a co-worker of mine, you know, and we, we got on our bikes, and we're riding down there to Laconia. And it's like, you know, let's, let's go for it. And he was one of these guys like, well, we'll put them on a trailer and, and oh, hold. Yeah. Like, well, you can't do that. We're going to get laughed at. Right. So you know, <laughs> we'll just ride them down, you know. And he's like, well, I don't know, you know, you'd... Because you know you have, they prefer that you have a Harley. Oh well, know? of course. Yeah. I, I had a Kawasaki Volt. That's okay. You know, that's all right. So, so I needed something big. You know, because yes, I want to get course. there. I want to get there fast. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so do you, do you we, still ride? No, I have. Okay. I, I haven't ridden. I've went on one motorcycle ride since I moved. Okay. Here. All right. But um, we we got close to the event. And it just opened up. Oh yeah! Um, it just rained stupid hard. Uh huh. And um, been there. We, we just ended up spending the whole weekend in like a Motel Six somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not been there. You're ordering pizzas. So. We uh we, coming back from Rot one year, yeah. uh, getting ready to leave the hotel in Austin, and got out on 35 and every. I oh, mean, it just crazy. it was like monsoon. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I could see it it clear about three miles ahead, but the the, the rain cloud was moving south with me. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make your day really crappy. Yeah, it's just gonna follow you around. And wherever I you mean, go. We were dancing our drinks when we got home, but you know what? We still had a great time. There's, sure. there's nothing. There's nothing bad about it. If you ever want to get back on two, you let me know because we'll go. We'll All have right. a good time. Man. Sounds I, good. I got a few friends. We, we're not clubbing or anything. We're just independents right. to get out there and have fun. So I think I got to start small because it's been a few years. Sure. Uh, so I'd have to start small. And I was sure. thinking one of those Briggs and Stratton mini bikes. That'll do it. Yeah, you rip the whip cord do it. on it. That'll know? do it every time, Bam. man. Do we some, can get you one of those. Heck yeah. Actually, one of my granddaughters has one of those electric, like, uh, Cushman's things. And oh, we'll just put you on that. Sure. Let you go yep. around on that Give thing. Give me for that a for a few months, you know, yeah. and I'll get right back into the swimming. Make you feel like a real man. Get your, <laughs> get your T-shirt and cut the sleeves off. We'll be back in a minute. Where um, To prevent exactly this kind of abuse. Uh, but, uh, but they didn't survive this presidency. Man, you are still stuck on Trump, aren't you? Shifty shift. You are psychotic. All right, it's uh, 524, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Let me get into some news because I could talk motorcycles all day, but then we'd have to do a motorcycle show. And then we might do that eventually. 
Phones are open at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Elaine, will you pull out Greg Abbott's uh, cell phone number that you carry in your purse? And would you give him a call? I want to get him on this morning. Uh, let him sleep a little while, you know, maybe in the 8 o'clock hour. Let, let the boy sleep. And, um, and, and I want to talk to him about this border wall thing. All right? I want to talk to him about building a border wall. And I want to talk to you about that. What do you think? Uh, he says he's going to build barriers down there. There's no, uh, no specifics came out about this yesterday, but that's okay. I don't need any specifics. That's how the Express wrote it, though. He says he's going to build a wall, but he didn't put any specifics out there. Well, so what? <laughs> yeah, well, let me, get, let me get the most liberal professor at UT I can find to trash the whole concept. It's a really bad idea. Thank you for your comments. I love the media. I just love them. They've been captured by Marxists and socialists, and that's what you get out of them. But anyway, yes, build it, Greg. Build it. Fortify it. And let us know if you need any help fortifying it. Now, he and the governor from Arizona are putting out the all-call to other states to send help. Send some people, send some helicopters, send some drones well, Governor, I'll just tell you right now, all you got to do is put the call out here in Texas, and, and we're ready. You, you say what you need, and you say how many of us you need, and we're, we're here, man. We're here and ready to back you up. Um, he says he wants to build a barrier, and anybody who comes through is, uh, is, is subject to arrest. So uh, Elaine's going to reach in her purse and pull that phone number out, and we're going we're gonna to wake him up later on this morning and talk with the Gov about all that. Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Daniel. Yeah, happy Friday. It's a very good Friday when I hear the governor's going to take a stand and build us a wall. I'm really excited, and my bags are packed, ready to go whenever he says so. Yep, you got it right, man. You got any plans for the weekend? Any plans for the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I got to do a little moving this weekend. But, hey, I sent you an email in reference to the prices we're having in the electrical industry because of the solar. Yeah. Uh, we can't get... We can't get parts from China. Uh, I couldn't find uh, Biden's email last night. I would send it to him. So if you happen to see it in your little stack, would you send it to Biden and see if he can help? Uh, sure, I'll look I'm around. I'll look around. Look, here's the deal. Uh, Donald Trump was busy bringing that kind of manufacturing back to the United States, pharmaceuticals, electronics, superconductor uh, chips, and all those kind of things. Donald Trump was bringing back here. Well, Joe Biden owes China everything. Joe Biden would not be president without China. His son would not be a millionaire and have the kind of money that he has he can spend on strippers and everything else if it wasn't for China. So he's doing all he can to take care of China. This is called political payback. So he canceled all the programs that were bringing the manufacturing back here. Let me tell you something. I don't give a squat about China, okay? I care about the United States of America. And if we want to succeed, be prosperous, and be secure in our future, we need to start making all of those things here. It's ridiculous that we rely on them for our pharmaceuticals. It's ridiculous that we can't get semiconductor chips and we can't get cars. So if you looked at the price of cars and trucks lately, it's stupid. And it's all because these globalists have run us for so long, and Joe Biden is one of them, and Joe Biden owes China. Call it what it is. He wouldn't be president without China. His son wouldn't be rich without China giving him all that money. Joe Biden is a compromised president. And by the way, folks, this is only the beginning. It's going to get far worse. Brush up on your... 
It's not the cars. No. Sorry. <laughs> but it is Friday. Looking for the good stuff. You know, uh, gotta love the fat back then. I do, I, I do, man. I do. You know, I, I I got this and two or three others that are just total funk. Right. You know, yeah. uh, more bounce to the ounce. You know. Sure. And do you have that handy, Chris? Can we slip that one in here in a second? And I, uh, on Fridays, after we do Funky Friday, one of the first things I do after the show, and you see I'm, I'm, I'm dressed for it, I jump on the back of Betty, and out of the neighborhood I go, and it's as loud as I can get it. It's, I mean, windows, windows in the neighborhood are shaking. And I have a really loud motorcycle. You can't hear it. That's what you can hear when right. Trey rolls out on a Friday. They know it's you. They do. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no sneak attack when I'm rolling in. <laughs> Not very stealth as he I, rolls out of the neighborhood. I would yeah. be terrible at war. You'd be like, <laughs> okay, it comes where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here comes where. You got dead right. Where and Sadie, we on a roll already. You were you were doing the cars on the way in, so you having a car moment, or what's the deal? You know, it was just one of those things that uh, I, I have a bunch of albums on my phone, well, music on my phone. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you I would just kind of like, you know, get onto the program that I used to play my music back, uh-huh. and I'll, you know, take my thumb and just, it's like a roulette thing. Right. You know, I just take my thumb and let it fly, and right. whatever it stops on, I'll listen to. Right. And today it was uh, the cars. Okay. Candy O. I'm going to so. just see what's, what comes up on mine here, because mm-hmm. I just... Same thing. I don't know if anything will because I'm in this building, so it may not even play. Not yeah, even, yeah. It doesn't even want to now. Are you trying to use Spotify or something? No. <laughs> this is uh, just a mix. Well, Charlie you know, Daniels band. Yeah, it, you know what it is? My motorcycle mix. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. This was my boy, Charlie Daniels. So, all right, what's on your phone, guys? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What is if you were to pick up your phone right now and hit play? <laughs> did you hear Elaine? What was it, Queen? <laughs> no, she said, "Make sure it's clean. Make sure don't make sure it's clean." Oh. Uh, yeah. d- all right, if you were to hey, pick- no gangster rap going on in this group. <laughs> oh no, I think I have some of that. Yeah, I do. I have some. I actually have some as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> I do, and, and I have. I, I do have the explicit versions. Well, see, there you go. Yeah, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you, if you were to pick up your phone right now and hit play, what is the song that would be playing right now? If you hit, you know, pick it up and hit play, what's going to be playing? 210-599-5555. Uh, oh, okay. Now let me go to another mix of mine, which is, huh? Oh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, Chris. Let, uh, definitely. I was going to say, it's probably not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of figured if it was yours, it wouldn't be. <laughs> Who's that? Death Clock. Oh, Death, Death Clock. Death Clock. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's Chris. Yeah. Very much so. He's all about it. Yeah, this was mine. Okay. That's what I had. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's what I was listening to on the way in. Oh, wait a minute. This was another one. Excellent. Uh, 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 uh. 
We, you know what? We could actually use that on uh, on Funky Friday. That's a good one. Did you know Steve? Sir Duke, that's a fantastic song. Isn't that great? And did you know Stevie played the drums on that? Yeah, he played pretty much everything on a lot of his uh, He did. You're absolutely right. And he, he used to, you know, they, they were like, uh, guys go, no, he's not playing the drums. And he'd go, let me show you. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. David, if you hit play on your phone, what's the song? Uh, it's Journey. Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, baby. That's, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a motivation song. Uh, do you have it handy, oh, anyway. or can, can you roll it for us? Do you have it handy or not? No, I, I don't have it handy. All right. I'm on, on, on okay. hands-on thing. I'm oh, yeah, right. yeah. Got to be hands-free. All right, man. Thank you, David. Have a good one. Hank, if if you hit play on your phone, the first song that's going to play, what is it, man? In America by CDB or any kind of CDB song. Oh, yeah, man. He, <laughs> seriously. I'm a biker, too. I'm a biker, too, Trey. Well, what? Oh, five deuce. Have, have we ridden yet? No, we haven't. We what? haven't. We haven't hooked up yet. Well, man, you need to send me an email or something. Get in touch with me. A private message over on you know PM me or whatever they say. I don't care. Just call, just call me. I don't care. Whatever you do. Okay. Well, you know my dad. Your dad. My dad used to hang out. Well, then that could be double trouble, man. We could slam it. We got to get some Stevie Ray That's and some true. double trouble. My, my dad was Hank Stone. Oh well, of course. Of course. All right. Yeah. So uh, I like that. I, uh, CBD, man, all the time, all day long, uh, every day. And uh, I was so, so sad. I knew him pretty well. We, we used to converse a lot. And uh, it, yep. was, it, was yep. a, it was a sad loss. Great man. Thank you, Hank. Really, seriously, man. Get in touch with me. We'll ride. We'll do something. Uh, Gilbert, go right ahead, Gilbert. What's the first song when you hit play on your phone? Mine was a Johnny Cash, God's Gonna Cut You. Oh, wait a minute. We're going to roll that one. You got that on your bike mix? Oh, of course it's on my bike mix. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? Of course. Yeah. What's that? On mine, too. Yeah? It's on mine, too. On your, do you have a bike, too? Yes, sir. Get out of here. Where are you bike guys from, man? Yeah, I got a Yamaha V-Star 1700. All right, Gilbert. Here you go, man. This one's for you. Thanks. Have a good day. One of his best. I love that record, man. Good stuff. I love Johnny Cash. Right. From around here. I mean, he wasn't born here. Right. But he spent a lot spent of his first wife. Here. Yeah. First wife. Spent a lot of time between here and the border. Uh, Jay, you're on KTSA. The fr- if you hit play on your phone right now, the first song that comes up, what is it? Hey, Trey, I'm a rocker and a country guy, but if I hit play right now, you probably don't have this. I'll challenge you. The late, great Barry White, my first, my last, my everything. Are you kidding me? I've got got that, too. Are you kidding? You're you're challenging me to Barry White. Huh? You can play it anywhere, anytime it fits. You're challenging me to Barry White. I am challenging you to Barry White. Don't you know I'm a big, burly biker, and I got a long white beard, and I ride a really loud motorcycle, and now you're trying to get me to play some Barry White? You think you that I carry it, it around with me? I hope you do. You'll what? be a better biker for it. <laughs> for having Barry White on my bike? Yeah. I'm telling you, my man, it is, he's awesome. 
He, I didn't care for him much when he was alive, but I love him now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love him now that he's dead. Barry White from Houston, no, Texas. No, 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 no. I just, he, the guy just could, he could belt it out, and he had the tunes and the rhythm, and, man, he hits the heart. I love Barry White. I got this on my phone. Oh, hey. Practice what you preach. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Jay, I'm t- I'm totally I'm I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm totally into Barry White, and I'm trying to get him. Right. I'm trying to get him to play right now on my phone. And it's not coming up. We're in the we're underneath these towers, right. and so it's really yeah. hard. You know, sometimes underneath yeah. these towers, stuff doesn't come through. So I'm looking at it right I now. Mean, though, it's on my phone. You're the you're the first, last. You're on my everything. I have that too, uh, Don. Let's see if it comes up. It's not going to want to play. I love practice what you preach, though, man. I love everything that Barry White ever did. I, I've got everything right here. I've got It's Ecstasy with you. I don't know if I could play. Can we play that one? Sure. Everybody go back to bed, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to get everybody to wake up. Everybody go back to bed and be like, hey. There you go. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, man? You like that? You good with that? Love it. All right, man. Have Love a good weekend. Dude is naked weekend, all of a sudden. Man. He just stripped his clothes off. <laughs> okay, guys. Y'all enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going home. <laughs> Honey, I'm on the way. Back at... It's uh, 551, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. There's a few news things that we're going to talk about, but uh, really, I just like this whole thing about what is the, you know, if you're going to hit play on your phone right now, what's going to come up? And what's odd about Chris is Chris just looks like a straight-laced, all-American kid, right? So, uh, he, he, you know, he's got tall. Uh, thin, got you know, nice looking glasses, nice looking dude, um, and he's uh, and he's got you know, but wears a ball cap every day. So I don't know if he has any hair. Do you have hair? You do have hair. Okay, he's got hair, uh, but he's like an Eagle Scout to the eighty sixth degree or something. You know, right? Uh, he feeds babies at the hospital on the weekends. Sure. You know that kind of thing. He's, he's just a teddy bear collection. He really is. Yeah. He's just amazing at what he does. Raises raises money for all kinds of charities all weekend yeah. long. That's right. what he does. And uh, he can crochet. He can crochet. He cro- like nobody's. Business. He does crochet. Yeah. It's amazing to watch what he can do with that, and and gives all the proceeds away to, yeah. to elderly people to, yeah. so that they have meals. He may be some great socks at Christmas time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What the man can do, and so anyway, um, but you you listen to his music mix, and it's all that death metal. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's weird, it's man. Scary. It is so yeah. weird. It's like rawr, 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 die, rawr, 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 Satan. Rawr, rawr. And I'm like, right. what are you doing with that? I'm but not finished. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, what else is on my writing mix? Let's just see. Let me just go. Oh, David Allen Coe. So I got that on the writing mix. I'm just going to see what else is uh, what else might be on the writing mix. Oh, more, more David Allen. <laughs> you like that song so much, you play it twice. <laughs> could be all. Could be all him. Let's see. Yeah. Errol Smith. I have to turn that off because he's going to say a cuss word here in a minute. Uh oh. Yeah. That one's timely though. Huh? That one's Good. timely for it the news. Let's see. That one's got some curses. In. Oh, yeah, right. In Nazareth. I think they're going to cuss in this one. Yeah, they cuss in that one. Yeah. But we used to play it on the radio. Sure. So. 
Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog, man. That, that. That's got to be on there. Oh, here's one you might you might like. Hey, baby, get my soul. There you go. Huh? Texas Tornadoes. I see. I'm just going through the writing mix and see what's on the the writing mix. Oh, this is this is a good one. These Yankees are like, what's that? Shotgun Willie sits around in his underwear. Yeah, I know that guy. We call him Shotgun Trey. For eight, 14 months, he sat around in his underwear and That's did right. a morning show That's on exactly KTSA. Right. And so, and, and, and for, for the longest time, our house was all Stevie Ray, as you can imagine, sure. right? And yeah. uh, there were times when, literally, seriously, I, I, I would be walking down the hall and what Justin would do, the way he would learn to play, is he would listen to the record. I mean, he was—he knew music theory, read music very well. You know, I, I was one of the. When he came to me and said, "I want to learn how to play," I said, "Well, okay, I'll—I will buy you guitars and amplifiers and everything you need, but you're going to learn music theory. You're not just going to be a hack. You're going to learn to read music and know music and all those kind of things because I think it's important to to be well rounded. Right. And so he did. He studied music theory and read music very well and all that. But the best thing he could do, he could listen to a song just a little bit of it and he had the song down i remember your favorite song of all time margaritaville i said hey, <laughs> i said hey no i said hey we're gonna have a party on friday and i just threw the record in there i said can you go over this real quick and he listened to the first two lines of it had the whole record had the yeah. whole thing down he never heard it before right. he's like what's yeah. this you know never heard and it he before. never wanted to hear it he again. never wanted to hear it again <laughs> please throw this in the trash so he would do that with uh, stevie ray vaughn right yeah. and he would just listen to stevie listen to stevie and listen to stevie so i'd walk down the hall and i couldn't tell the difference I I couldn't tell if he's if it was the record or him mm-hmm. and i finally opened the door one day and it was him and i thought it was stevie and it was justin right and i said son you, you're gonna have to put justin in there because the world's already had a stevie and as good as you are yeah. sounding like him the world doesn't need another stevie they need a justin is yeah. what they need right it, you know, that happened when eddie van halen came along too i mean you know yeah. you were in bands around that time oh, yeah. and you know everybody that you brought in tried to play like oh that. they it's all like, wanted well, to be you know him. no we, we've already heard that and mm-hmm. you can't you can't do, you mm-hmm. know, so try to come up with your own thing. Well, why yeah. would you? You know, yeah, the, the it's whole been thing. Done. Is you got, yeah, you got to break away, and you yeah. got to be yourself, and you got to you got to do your own right. thing. Because you could bring in those influences, yeah, you know, and that's fine. I mean, you listen to Stevie Ray. You know, he's got Albert King all over the place. You know, all those old blues guitars. Oh yeah, you can pick them out a mile but, away. And, but he makes well, it his own thing. You and, know? and Hendrix, Hendrix, yeah. Hendrix is in every Stevie Ray song, right? But Stevie takes what from from Jimmy, and he makes it his own thing. Yeah. So now I'm back in a little bit of a Stevie. I I had to get away from Stevie for a while. Sure. You know, right after, and sure. I just had to ah, can't do that. I got to right. I got to move on from that. But now uh, Stevie's back in my life in a, in a really big way. So that's great. If you hear Stevie coming down a highway this weekend, it just might be me. Trey Ware blasting it loud. Up some SRV. That's right. All right. So coming up in the next hour, we're going to tell you about the CDC and a meeting that they're going to have about vaccines. We'll tell you about AstraZeneca and their vaccine. There's some stories about that this morning, too, and we're going to take your calls at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yes, Kamala. We'll play the sound for you. Kamala snapped at a reporter. I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah, Kamala, you kind of are. Back in a minute. ¿Tiene una fecha para su viaje a la frontera para ver la situación con sus propios ojos? <laughs> I, uh, I will keep you posted. It's Funky Friday. Give up the funk. Yeah, red. Remember, everyone deployed. 605, Trey Ware, KTSA, Trey Ware, Page, KTSA. 
Uh, we're open to talk about whatever you want to. Last hour, we were talking about what comes up first when you hit play on your phone. What song is the first one up? Let's dive into some news. That's Kamala. You know, speaking of songs, Kenny Rogers made a song real famous in 1980, The Gambler. you got to know when to hold him. you got to know when to fold him. Know when to walk away and know when to run. Kamala, uh, all of the above applies to you. Um, you, you can't BS your way out of this. I know you think you can, and I know you think you have BS handlers that are going to cover up your BS, but at some point, you just cut the BS. So you just cut it, and you just got to say, I'm not going, guys. Next question. That's it, and that ends all of this. We know you're not going. We know you don't want to go. And by the way, <clears throat> going wouldn't really accomplish anything. It, it, the problem is in Washington, D.C. What she needs to do is hot foot her little butt back up there and put back into place everything that Donald Trump had into place. Thank God for Greg Abbott. Elaine, you're calling him, right? All right. We're going to get him on because he announced yesterday that he's going to build a wall. He's going to build a wall. Thank God for Greg Abbott. He's going to build a wall. And uh, and anybody get, gets past the wall, he's going to arrest him. And he and the governor of Arizona are asking for backup. He and the governor of Arizona are asking the other 48 states to please send some drones and some helicopters and stuff like that. Well, governor, if you need something else from any of the rest of us here in Texas, you holler. We're here. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Are you happy that Governor Greg Abbott is going to build a Texas wall to keep out illegals? Are you triggered? <laughs> no, 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 no. You understand how many people are butt hurt this morning over that. The minute he announced that, you can't, Julian Castro's of the world, you can't keep them out. You can't build a wall. This is United States. <laughs> Butt hurt. Butt hurt. Good for you. Good on you, Governor. Keep it up. Keep it up, Governor. We are being overrun. We don't have a border in this country anymore. Joe Biden removed the border. We have guys in camouflage who are coming across the border in Del Rio and disappearing. That's when you're when you're talking about guys in camo coming across and disappearing and running from our guys, you're talking about a military invasion is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> no, seriously. Did you hear that part of that interview, Chris? That part of that interview where uh, she's been at this, I think this is a Univision uh, interviewer, and she's asking Kamala, are you going to the border? And she says this. ¿Cómo le responde usted a él? I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I, when are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked. I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. And also, if we are going to deal with the problems at the border, we have to deal with the problems that cause people to go to the border. Okay, so let's just leave it there, but I'm not finished. <laughs> I mean, come on, Kamala. Just at some point, you just have to say, this is, you know what? <clears throat> I've been doing this a long time. This is, I think, 47 or 48 years, 47, 48, however many years I've been doing this. Long time. And I, and I do, that's right, long time. The longest of anybody here. 
And uh, they, when I've seen them come and go, right? I've seen these guys get into this business, and they think that they can just BS their way through this. Totally BS their way through it. Oh, I know everything. I know. I'm, I'm a really smart talk show host. I know everything. And, and they think they can pull a line of crap out on people, and people are going to buy it hook, lean, hook, line, and sinker. It comes back and bites them in the tush, right in the middle of tush. It's where it gets them. And this is what's happening to Kamala right now. She's getting bit right in the middle of the tush right now. It's happening. And it's just easier. And I try to tell those guys when they show up around here, you know what? You walked yourself right in the corner. You painted yourself in a corner you couldn't get out. Best thing to do is say, I don't know. Tell the truth. Try that for a chance, for a change. And that's what Kamala needs to do. She needs to just tell the truth. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to the border. Now, let's get off that subject and move on to something else. I see no value in it. There's nothing going to come out of it. There's no reason why I should go to the border. And, oh, by the way, I like the way the border is right now. There is no border, and I'm in favor of that. That's what she should say because that's fact. And then just move on. But she can't do that because she thinks she can BS her way through this just like she BSed her way into being the vice president. Ernie, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday, uh, Trey. Uh, yeah, the border states uh, gotten together years ago, years ago, and uh, and build that uh, that border wall instead of Trump. Right, and I'm glad that they're doing it now. <clears throat> I'm glad that somebody is actually making a move on this. And I'll tell you, and thanks, Ernie. Have a great weekend. Uh, you know, Greg Abbott has been having one heck of a month. He has just been tearing it up for us uh, this month, uh, the, the entire month. And I know what's going on, too. Uh, he is going to be so heavily attacked in the next election. They, they're they going to send those people from every corner of the earth to try to tear him down. Well, Greg, I want you to know that we got you back here, man. And if you need us down at the border or wherever you need us, you holler at us. We'll be around. CDC is holding emergency meeting on heart inflammation in young males after COVID shot. Kind of an important story here, isn't it? An emergency meeting next week to discuss higher-than-expected reports of heart inflammation in young males who received their second dose of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. The June 18th meeting, that's next Friday, a week from today, will address the conditions, the heart inflammation known as myocarditis or pericarditis. Among 16 to 24-year-olds, the condition is more prevalent in younger males. They're going to have the CDC's having a meeting. Meanwhile, the first dose of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine associated with increased risks of bleeding and other rare blood disorders. Finding being published in the Nature of Medicine, a school at Scotland, some 1.7 million people have received the AstraZeneca. 820,000 people administered Pfizer's vaccine. Rare cases involving clotting and low platelet clout, clat, clat, count with the AstraZeneca. No such things with the, the Pfizer. A lot of uh, NFL players are saying that they're hesitant to get the vaccine. That's a growing number. Can an employer mandate a COVID-19 vaccine? Well, the EEOC says yes, they can. The EEOC put out a ruling on this yesterday. You remember we've had uh, Professor Pyatt on here, and we've had others on to talk about that because this is the number one question that you guys are sending me these days. The number one question, other than why are you looking so much like your dad in every Facebook picture now? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Yeah, have you, did you see the one I put up this morning? 
Every single reaction to that. I'm getting all kinds of PM. Why are you looking so much like your daddy these days? You looking all like your daddy these days. Well, I am his son. Right. I came from his loins. Is that why you're it not does wearing, happen. Is that why you're not doing the cap today? No, I. you know, it's sitting right over there. I, I, you know what it is? You know what it is? People, when you wear a cap all the time, people think you're bald. <laughs> and bald guys don't wear caps. No, man. Look over here. Right. He never wears a cap. It's just guys that got half hair, right? Well, you know, it, it's it's not because of the, my lack of hair. It's just that I have a very large head, <laughs> so true. it's hard to find. find it's difficult to find fits. a cap that fits. <laughs> you know, when the fits, it's like an Easter Island on my shoulders right. over here. Yeah, so. no, I, I tell you, and and so I just wanted everybody to. I have a very full, thick. I, I have been blessed with a bush. Right, I really have. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, I don't know. I just decided to take it off. But man, every, th- those two questions: Can they fire me for not getting the vaccine? And how come you're looking like your dad? It's like, <laughs> how do those two go together? How did you right. get from one to the? How did A lead to B on that? What happened? It's pretty random. It, it really is. Yeah. Well, guys, I did turn fifty-seven. And so you probably remind, you know, you remember him along about that time. So, sure. yeah, it's happening to me. Beard's turning gray. Ah. Turned. Turned. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. There's no, there's, the, the metamorphosis is over. Well, that you know what? If I got to look like anybody, I'll, I'll take that. Hey, why not? You know? Right. I could look like Willie Nelson. Right. <laughs> I'm just picturing you with long red braids. So, <laughs> that is a joke, isn't it? That's a joke. The, the guy who cut my dad's hair for 50-some-odd years, 60 years, right. Ken Nutt was his name. Right around the corner here where, where Big's, Big Bib is now. That used to be his place. Oh, and he, uh, haircutting there since the 50s. And uh, my mom used to say, because Dad had one of these beards, right? And at the time, Kenny Rogers was the big thing. He was the big sex symbol. Sure, right. So my mom would tell him, you know, hey, Ken, uh, would you make him look like Kenny Rogers? And he would tell her, quit sending me Willie Nelson. <laughs> Carzeus, Carzeus.com. You want to sell your car? Carzeus will do it for you. Carzeus will buy your car right now if you want to do that today. They really will because they make the process so easy. See, what happened was Phil Candera was, and he's the owner of Carzeus, he was looking around and he saw that all these people were trying to sell their vehicles, but they couldn't because it was just too much work. They didn't have the time anymore or whatever. And so they just ended up taking it to a dealer. <clears throat> and taking a hit at the dealer. Well, you don't have to do that because Car Zeus is here and ready, and you do it all online. It's a piece of cake. You log on to their website, C A R Z E U S, and they will send you a free, no obligation, free, no obligation offer on your vehicle. If you like the offer and you're ready to go ahead, cool. Uh, have at it. Tell them, yeah, and you can make it happen. If you, if you don't know yet, you want to take, like this is Friday. If you want to take the weekend and think about it over the weekend, go ahead. Take the weekend and chill out and get back in touch with them next week. They have nothing to sell, so they're not going to try to harass you. They're going to let you move at your own pace, and they're ready to buy it if and when you're ready to sell it. All right? That's carzeus.com. AccuWeather forecast, weekend weather, sunny, hot, humid, mid-90s all weekend. It's 76 right now at KT. Already hot and humid. And for- I'm not finished. <laughs> ah, yeah, you are, hon. You're so finished. You're so done, hon. All right, 621. It is uh, Funky Friday, Indiana University. Students, parents, faculty, staff rallied all day yesterday demanding the school drop its mandate that individuals have to be fully vaccinated before returning to campus this fall. 
I'm so happy to see the pushback on all this crap, Ola. I don't know if the vaccine works or not. I had the vaccine, but I have friends who actually had the vaccine about the same time I did, which was a long time ago, and got sick. They got it. Uh, now, their, their symptoms and everything are almost nil. They can't taste or smell, but other than that, they don't really have all the breathing issues and all that. So if anything, uh, maybe the vaccine helps you know, with that, but they still came down you know, positive with it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, th- th- this should be an individual's choice, whatever you decide, however you decide, whatever you want to do. That's how you should how you should roll. You do you, and so if you don't want to if you don't want to be vaccinated, and and listen, I, the whole thing about well you're going to be protecting others, you're going to be protecting others. Well, if you decide that you want to get vaccinated, you want you want to have the protection, then go ahead and get vaccinated, and then it doesn't matter when anybody else does. All right, I'm so tired of hearing a bunch of liberal people who are vaccinated scream at people who aren't vaccinated. Well, you are, so what do you care? Yeah, but they're going to put the COVID out there. Well, what do you care? You're covered. You, you, you're you vaccinated. So why? Do, what are you upset about? <laughs> you know, Come on. It doesn't really matter. If you got vaccinated, then you've done all you can do. And if you still get it after you've been vaccinated, oh, well, you, but you've done all you can do. Yeah, but they ought, to be, they ought to be vaccinated. Why? It's not your body. Don't tell them what they ought to do with their body. It's not yours. Leave it alone. I mean, come on, aren't you the group that says, my body, don't, don't touch it, don't leave my body alone. And then they say, well, how can you say that and, and be pro-life? Because when you're pro-life, when there's a baby involved, now you're talking about somebody else's body. And you don't have a right to take a life. Whether it's inside your body or not, you don't have a right to take a life. 14-year-old in Virginia speaking out about uh, what she says is a sexist move by the Loudoun County Public Schools. This is... This is ground zero for uh, the, the big fight right now in, in Loudoun, in, uh, in Virginia. This is the one that's had all the fights over critical race theory, which teaches you white bad, black victim. White bad, black victim. And that's what they've been indoctrinating children with. And out in Loudoun, the, the parents and the teachers over there have had their belly full of this, and so they're pushing back against it. you got a 14-year-old girl in the eighth grade and she's talking about a, a proposed policy that they've been talking about. Their students should be allowed to use the facility that corresponds to their gender identity. So she's upset, saying, you are allowing boys into girls' locker rooms. A friend of mine sent me a picture from the men's restroom. He was standing at the urinal. And above the urinal in the men's restroom is a man's tampon dispenser. A what? A man's tampon dispenser. Hold on. What do you need that for? (laughs) Number one, where are you going to put it? And number two, what do you need it for? So apparently what's going on in, in this place that this friend of mine was at, girls dressing as men are coming in and, of course, needing a quarter. But this girl said, this is not fair that you're now letting boys in here. She said, everyone knows what a boy is, even you. And she looked up at the school board members. Your proposed policies are dangerous and rooted in sexism. When woke kids, this is a 14-year-old. Listen to this. We need some parents. We need some, we need some 40 and 50-year-olds to speak this way with this kind of knowledge and, and bravado. When woke 
kids ask me if I was a lesbian or a trans boy because I cut my hair shirt short, it should tell you these modern identities are superficial. But she said, now in our schools, boys are in there after reading erotica in the classroom. They're now going in and using the bathroom and the showers. And she went, she went to her guidance counselor at her school, and the guidance counselor said, well, they have bathroom stalls. There's stalls in there. You're safe. Don't worry. You can just lock yourself in a stall. I'm just going to say this about this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I'm going to say this about it. I have two teenage granddaughters. The stuff that they have to deal with concerning their physicality. Not even talking about the pressures from, from, from the community out there, because both of them are gorgeous, and they know they're gorgeous, and they look fantastic, and, 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 and so they, they know that. Right. Plus, we have drilled that into their heads. But there is that pressure out there that is put on every young girl that you got to look like the chick on a magazine. So they're dealing with that. Guys, you don't even know. And then all of the other things that they have to deal with, with their physical parts, with them, themselves, their body, and stuff that guys will never understand. The guys will never get it. I remember, you know, in fourth grade when I first started, I had a peach fuzz beard. I remember that. And I remember, man, what is this all about? What's happening to my body? And my dad said, shave it off. And when I did, it came back black. But, I, you know, I didn't even think about it. Okay, fine. I'm supposed to start shaving now. It's just, well, okay, well, next thing. But when you're talking about a girl, it's a totally different deal. Totally different. And and the things that they do when they go to the doctor and stuff, particularly for the first time, and you know what I'm talking about, how that's just weird they did it's weird to them and why is this happening to me what's going on they have all these questions and so then you're going to take biological males you're going to take boys and put them in a shower with them you're stupid to do that you're just dumb because you're adding to all kinds of stress and pressures that they don't deserve they didn't ask for it. And I remember when Barack Obama did it and he threatened the schools. He said, I'm going to take your funding away unless 13-year-old boys can shower with 13-year-old girls. And you know what his answer was when moms and dads and girls pushed back? You know what his answer was? Well, she's just got to get used to it. The hell with you. She doesn't have to get used to nothing. She got other things going on in her life. She doesn't need this put on top of everything else. So I'm glad, you know, when I look at what's going on in Loudoun, Virginia, I'm glad, and I hope it gets louder in Loudoun. I hope they keep pushing back in Loudoun because that's what, quite frankly, that's what we need in this country. The insane people have been running the asylum. And now that they own every branch of government, own every media arm, own every movie-producing company, and every record-producing company, now that they own everything in this country, they're going for broke. And they're trying to ruin traditional families and traditional family values, the things that made this country great. And you parents and you 14-year-olds in Loudoun and in San Antonio and in Schertz and Von Army and in Bernie... And in Floresville and Poteet, you stand up and you push back. And if they're teaching your kids crapola like that, or they're inviting boys to shower with your daughter, or critical race theory, white guy bad, black kiddos are victims, if they're teaching that crapola, you get in their face at the next meeting, at the very next board meeting, you tell them to knock that crap out. Stop it. If you don't, it's going to get worse. You have to push back or it's going to get worse.
Hey, I want to tell you about my friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. This weekend, you have a chance to sit down with them on the computer and watch their seminar on how to make money in real estate. Now, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme, and I don't want you thinking that, oh, yeah, by Monday, I'm going to be a multi-zillionaire. There is no such thing, and if anyone has told you that, they lied. It's not true. Lifestyles Unlimited has never said that. Lifestyles Unlimited says, here's the deal. We're going to help you retire in five years or less. You can become uh, real estate retired at any age. doesn't matter. You may think, you're over the hill. No way I can do this. I'm too old. No, no, you're not. No, sir. No, ma'am. Recently widowed or recently divorced. You're looking for some income. You're looking for another way to make some money. And you want some free time, too. You don't want something that you're going to work at job A all day and then come home and work job B. You want some free time. Well, you can put yourself in that position because of our friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. Here's what I want you to do. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, and sign up for their Financial Freedom membership. It's two years. You get two years, and when you use my name, where you get about half off. That's W-A-R-E. Get about half off for the next two years. Financial Freedom Membership at Lifestyles Unlimited. Here is their website, Financial Freedom Life. KTSA and FM 1071. The DOJ was being used as the muscle arm to shut people down who were going after the president's behavior. I mean... I can't think. I mean, it literally makes Watergate, Watergate look like uh, oh. Walk. Oh, Cuomo, you got no room to talk, baby. You got no room. You know, somebody like you, it's kind of like the OJ thing. You got to know when to shut up and leave, you know? Just shut up and get out and get gone. But he doesn't know. These guys are so full of themselves. So, uh, good morning. It's uh, 638. It's uh, Funky Friday. That's what we do on Fridays around here. And then we just throw the phones open, 210-599-5555. We go anywhere, talk about anything. This morning we were talking about if you picked up your phone right now and hit the play button, what's the very first song that would come up? And a pretty interesting eclectic mix around here. Uh, death metal from Chris. Rip your guts out. That's a real positive message for a Friday morning, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Monday I could get it. You know, if you, right, if sure. you rolled that on Monday, I get it. But it's Friday. You know, it's supposed to be daisies and roses or something. Well, the song after the one I played was actually called "Briefcase Full of Guts." There we go. So the- <laughs> yeah, my son, I have a God. son. That listens to the same kind God. of stuff, and and I, I'll ask him, you know, why? And he goes, "Well, I like the lyrics." I'm like, "But you really can't. You understand can't understand what, what they're, they're saying." saying. He's like, "Well, I do." Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, then you better talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I try. <laughs> wow. I, it was interesting talking to Annabelle the other day. You know, she's 14 and she's got wide music taste. She's all over the. She's like me. I'll listen to anything. Yeah. I, anything. It doesn't matter, man. I'll listen to Mozart and then I'll do disco. I just I, I'm all over the place. Uh, and she she said, "Have you ever heard of Slipknot?" And I blew her mind because I said, yeah, of course I have. And she went, huh? Those are Satan guys. I wouldn't listen to those. I said, good girl. Good girl. Don't you listen to Slipknot. They are Satan guys. Anyway, this might be a little bit of a classic country mixed with a rock weekend after I get out of the funky stuff. I'm thinking about that. So um, do you have any thoughts on Elon Musk? I think he's probably brilliant beyond comprehension beyond belief yeah right? be, you know and it, it, a lot of people give me grief about this but i'm like why you, well because i don't think they like where he stands on a lot of issues or what have you but okay. to, but to me he's a man who constantly thinks outside the box yeah you know he doesn't try to improve what's already here you know he just 
takes it into a whole other direction. You, you know, know it, makes it his own. Yeah. You know, here's a guy who builds his own rockets for crying out loud. It, it's what he started to do when he was five. <laughs> right. And he got money yeah. for, for building his own rockets when he was five years old. Yeah. Um, you know, he's building this. Have you seen the uh, the manuf- manuf- Jimi Hendrix in the studio, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Have you seen the uh, manufacturing plant he's building up in Austin? Yes. Uh, it's huge. It's unbelievable. It's, it's ridiculous. like a city unto itself. Yes, and you know when you drive up the toll road there, you can. It's right there. And yeah, and he's just getting started. By yeah, the way. right. So I, you know, you were talking about him uh, thinking outside the box all the time. I, I think in his world there is no box. That's true. It you doesn't know, exist. No, right. And that's how he approaches things. There is no box. When when we were in, in this business, as example, back before corporate, and it, we went through a period of time, and, and this company is is a rare exception, but we went. To a period of time where banks owned all the radio stations remember right. all that yeah. you know and you had to play to the bean counters right yeah. and so uh everything got formulaic it was just so dull and boring but before then before that time there were no boxes that's what i loved about this business mm-hmm. you could do anything and um i, I remember the, the former gm here you know i i used to we used to have conversations and and he would talk about You know, I would ask him, am I going too far? And he would say, keep pushing and I'll let you know. You know, when you you step over the line, you'll hear from me. Until Mm -hmm. then, you just keep doing what you're doing, right? And so there were no boxes. And that's, that's where I think Elon is. So I've been, people and I have been talking. I got a lot of family up in the Austin area. And one of the big frustrations of their life. And they can deal with it now because a couple of them have just sold their homes. Holy moly. Right. Holy moly, they're millionaires now, man. Yeah. It's incredible what they're paying for homes up there. But anyway, so a couple of them just sold their homes. But the, the traffic has always been a bad deal. So Elon comes in, and you know, they've talked about, there's a double deck in Austin on 35. They've talked about triple decking it, or they've talked about turning all the lights on the access roads green mm-hmm. that way and this way, sure. right? And Elon comes to town, and he says, no, we'll just put tunnels underneath it. We'll just bore underneath. He's got a company called Boring. Right. You know, we'll just the bore. Boring Company. The Boring Company. <laughs> he said, we'll just bore underneath Austin. Sure. Somebody finally said, we don't have to keep building decks mm-hmm. up. Right. We don't have to keep pouring concrete. Mm-hmm. We can go down in the dirt. Going down there where the rats live. It the was, rats have got it figured out. Sure. It was a simple a simple solution, explanation. That, exactly. It just You know what? Sometimes that's the best because they... Right. They just common sense has to take over at some point, and and the simplest things like that. So he just doesn't mean it's going to be easy to accomplish, but you know they'll run into their fair share of hassles. You know they will trying to construct the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, the the whole point of the conversation is they just completed it in Las Vegas in downtown Las Vegas at the convention center. Yeah, and so they're about to expand it because I don't know if you do any time in Vegas or whatever, but you can't drive up and down the strip anymore. Forget about it. It, It's tough. It takes you hours. Yeah. Just to go from one end of the strip to the other, and I'm not talking about one hour, I'm talking about hours upon hours, because of cars. You're waiting. Sure, yeah. And even if you get out on the highway, I think it's 15, Highway 15 out there, same thing. It's it's all jam-packed full of cars, too. And that's, so, a, it's in this, that's a city that has a similar issue as Austin, yeah. where it is growing at a severely rampant Unbelievable rate. Unbelievable Running growth. out of room. Yeah. So Elon comes in with the boring company and goes, well, we just put tunnels underneath, and they're doing it. Yeah. And so, and, and. And those tunnels are clean energy because they run Teslas. Mm-hmm. 
It's called a Tesla tunnel. Right. So you can go, and instead of riding the subway or instead of Ubering or whatever, mm-hmm. you take your Tesla tunnel, and instead of – when it's complete. Now, he doesn't have the whole thing complete. It's just around the convention center right now. Yeah. But when it's complete, you're going to go from Mandalay Bay, which is over by McCarran, all the way down to Fremont Street in a matter of a couple of minutes. And that's a day-long trip on some... Oh, it's two and a half hours. <laughs> Sometimes it can be two, two yeah. and a half hours, depending on the, the time ride, of day. Yes, man. yes, yes. So good on him. Keep it up, Elon. I, I, I think you're doing a great job. Well, you know, it's yeah. a, just a lot of practical solutions. The, I think the problem he runs into is not enough people making money on, on the project. Well, that's it's, true. You know, he's the only one. So, well, know, it, I think there aren't enough outside entities making money on these things. That's true. And that's where he gets held up a yeah. lot of times. And, and you know what else? That's true. And you know what else, too? Uh, he, he did that Joe Rogan show, which I, I watch Joe Rogan. I think it's a great show. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So he did the Joe Rogan show, and they, they, they had dope. Yeah. Right? Right. And I don't know how much of it they actually smoked or do, right. do, I didn't inhale. <laughs> and whatever. I, I have no idea. But... Um, that's what he's known for. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, that's the guy who smoked dope with Joe Rogan. And he's like, so what? You know, I'm also the guy that's putting men up there in the, in the spacecraft. Yeah. You know, and with iPads. They're I, using I, iPads. I watched the, the video of that. I did too. And, and I'm like, I really don't think he does this regularly. No, no. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell. Because you know what? You know when somebody's experienced. Yeah, you know when there's a guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know? And then you see the end, he's like, no, well, you know. You, for, you know when somebody has experience with a bong versus somebody who yeah. doesn't. You know? Who's you know? experimenting for the first time, you know? And yeah. he was definitely experimenting. Yeah. He coughed a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick break. More on the other side, and the uh, Pledge of Allegiance is coming up as well. I want to tell you about our friends at Stevens Roofing. You know, we had all that rain, and now we're going to go into a dry period for a while. Maybe the rain returns in some shape, form, or fashion next week. I don't know how heavy it's going to be, but uh, we might get 20-30% chance uh, sometime next week. But right now is the time to have Stevens take a look. A free roof inspection at your home from Stevens Roofing, San Antonio's own Stevens Roofing. If you'll get in touch with them today at 210-785-0994, they will do a free roof inspection for you. They're family-owned, they're reputable, they're reliable. They've always been your local roofer. I have been a spokesperson for them 15, 20 years. I don't know. No, no, no. It's probably 15 years. And I'll tell you how it got started. I was a customer first. I had a problem with the chimney. I said, I'm not climbing up there. They said, no need. We're going to come out and we'll fix that problem. And they did. And then I became a huge fan, and then I started telling you guys about Stevens Roofing. That Stevens Roofing has your family covered, so get your free roof inspection today because you may have roof damage and you don't know it. And by the time you figured it out, by the time you see the telltale signs of roof damage, you can cut, whew, man, a lot of money. So get in touch with our friends at Stevens Roofing today, 210 780 justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I uh, um, will keep you posted. Yeah, it's not that important, so <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Uh, don't send me any emails, all right? Please. Uh-huh. All right. 653, Trey Ware, KTSA, along with Chris and Don and Elaine and Frank for now. Uh, Debbie's coming back, right? All right, good. 
Uh, just checking. Um, so two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I need I need some pledgers. I need a couple of pledgers to call in right now. And let Chris record you uh, saying the pledge of allegiance. Um, it, you know, everybody knows it, or you should know it, right? And so it's we're not going live, so don't worry if you screw it up. It's all right. We screw up stuff all the time. I stand at the head of the screw up line. Everybody, line forms behind me. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you're groggy and you're just now getting your coffee, I understand. I've been up since midnight. I've had a pot of coffee. Uh, however, if you want to record it on your phone, you can email it to me anytime over the weekend. Cool little project to get the kids involved, maybe the church group involved or something. And my email is Trey at KTSA, Trey at KTSA.com, Trey at KTSA.com, or simply call us right now. Even while you're driving, you can do it hands-free, 210-599-5555, say the pledge. Now, the Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association has published a research article identifying whiteness as a malignant condition to which white people have a particular susceptibility. Oh, um, uh, imagine that. White people have a susceptibility to whiteness. (laughs) Dr. Donald Moss wrote the article titled, On Having Whiteness, as if, if you have whiteness, you have a disease. You have a disease. Whiteness is a condition. This is in the paper. I'll read from the paper itself, all right? Whiteness is a condition one first acquires and then one has. A malignant, parasitic-like condition to which white people have a particular susceptibility. The condition is foundational, generating characteristic ways of being in one's body, in one's mind, and in one's world. Parasitic whiteness renders its host's appetites voracious, insatiable, and perverse. I think I'm already there. These deformed appetites particularly target non-white peoples. Oh, good Lord. Once established, these appetites are nearly impossible to eliminate. Effective treatment consists of a combination of psychic and social historical interventions... Such interventions can reasonably aim only to reshape whiteness's infiltrated appetites to reduce their intensity, redistribute their aims, and occasionally turn these aims toward the work of of reparations. So basically what they're saying is if you're white, it's a disease and we need to fix you. Uh, um, Can I just, you know, for for an exercise, I'm not going to have time to, to go through it, but what if we change the word whiteness and put blackness in there? What do you think would happen? Blackness is a condition one first acquires and then one has, a malignant parasitic-like condition to which black people have a particular susceptibility. Uh, we'll play with that some more with Warren Rima coming up next.